I think you like dig up boats <laughs> and then turn them into dinosaurs and force them to fight. That uh, sounds awesome. Oh, it's a totally invigorating concept for the Nintendo DS handheld entertainment system. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, talking to women about video games, write-up. I do a write-up to go along with the video. Wait, what's uh, your next one about? Uh, it's about the ESRB and how I feel they both fail to keep kids from playing M-rated games, and they also fail to actually rate the games that might be harmful to kids properly and the ones who aren't. The games that aren't harmful to kids, they they overreact about a lot of the time. Just kind of tearing them apart, 100%. Oh, you Fox News person. Fox Fox, and Holmes. Fox Fox News tears about the ESRB? I thought they liked them. Like, oh, good. No, they're like the children's playing video games. The tablets like the raters. They're like, oh, they don't do a good job. Oh, no, it's it's the opposite. They force parents at gunpoint to buy God of War for their (laughs) children. No, I'm saying uh, God of War should be rated E. Because <laughs> cares about any of that stuff. That's not what's gonna freak. I see out. what you. I see the point you. I think your your wording of it is wrong. Like blaming the SOV for it, but you do come up with a very interesting point in well, that. They're the ones who gave it an M. You know, I mean, they gave it the M rating. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously, M M. They're talking about physical maturity rather than emotional. But you do bring up a good point that most M rated games, most games rated mature, are as childish and infantile as anything. And uh, more so, kids play them, and they do not come out all burnt out and freaky. You know, there's a yeah, that's true. I was, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got Grand Theft Auto Three came out ten years ago. I know plenty of 22-year-olds that bought that game when they were 12 and played every game in the series since it came out, and they're all not in jail. They're all nice, normal people, just like video games, you know? The idea that those games are harmful is just uh, stupid. And I quoted some researchers, so I can sound a little smarter. (laughs) Because I'm not the only person to say that. There's research on it. Oh yeah, actually, right. actually, quoting a researcher puts you a cut above most experts on TV <laughs> who just say the research shows it, and then they don't actually show any research. It's just, well, there is research there. I saw a bit of it, and the research looked at me, which proves it is real. <laughs> oh. so are you going to do uh, talking to women about modern warfare? Uh, no, I don't think so. I could, um... I'm kind of surprised by that. I could do a video called Talking to Fucking Retards about <laughs> Warfare. <laughs> just, uh, I'd, I'd like to just get straight away on this, because it needs to be addressed. Because, I figured that was a good seg into yeah, what it's, I have to say about it. Ow. Welcome to Podtoad, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Jim Sterling, and I'm joined by Tara Long. Hello. And Jonathan Holmes. Hi, how are you? Right, now let's get that bollocks is out of the way. Let's talk about Modern Fuckfare 3. Because I am still, like, I'm grinning right now, but behind this jovial Harlequin's mask is a tormented and confused cold soul. Because I am still in abject shock at what happened this morning concerning... Now people my got review. mad at you, right? Yeah. People... Um, I reviewed Modern Warfare 3. 
Call of Duty, Infinity Ward Presents, an Activision production <laughs> on home entertainment consoles for some money. And I gave it a 9.5, uh, which I gave to Modern Warfare 2. It's well known that I like the Modern Warfare series. Um, pretty much everyone else on the internet gave it around that. There were some, there were some like, eights. I think there was one, like, seven as well. You know, fair enough. Um, mm. The game got sure. good to perfect scores. But for some reason, people went ape shit over my one in particular. And I don't... I Usually I can see it. It's like, I still stand by giving, like, Assassin's Creed a 4.5. I stand by my decision. But I can understand, at least, I can get a glimmer of understanding as to why some people were... Unhappy about it, you know. I think it's silly, of course, to get worked up over any video game review, but I can at least see the basis of what might have formed a logical <laughs> series of events. You know, sure, this sure. I don't know what the flying blue <laughs> Jesus Christ clitoris happened. What are people so mad about? I don't know. Because you gave it a good uh, score? Yes, I gave it a good... I, I Is it because you gave Battlefield a lukewarm one? No. And they feel like you're Didn't being you a fanboy? did you give Battlefield an 8.5? Uh, What'd you give? Battlefield I gave a 7.5, but that's the oh. weird thing. I'd have expected that. I'd have been like, again, you know, I, I, I would have still laughed at it, but I'd have at least expected that. Most of these people haven't brought up Battlefield 3 at all. Most of these people are just angry that they think Modern Warfare 3 is so similar to Modern Warfare 2 that it doesn't deserve the same score, despite being a more refined version and a better experience overall, in my humble opinion. But I think it's just they don't like Modern Warfare 3 and are now furious because I do. And I feel I don't like... Get it. It's and I've seen this like in the comments of our show and stuff. It's kind of become cool now to hate on modern warfare, like not just like military shooters, but modern warfare in particular. And I'm guessing that's part partially because it's like the most popular one. It might be, and also but because yeah. because it's like doesn't bring a whole lot to the table in terms of innovation. Yeah. I mean, I definitely Which, get that. I get that it is now. You know, it's always trendy to hate on the cool stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, everyone hates Angry Birds, despite the fact it's not a bad game at all. Yeah. Everyone hates fucking F Zynga, even though, like, I mean, Zynga are questionable, but they're not worth hating. But, of course, it's cool yeah. to hate on them because they're powerful and influential and have a lot of money. Um, but even then, it's like, I don't... I've never seen this. In, in my mm. four years professionally writing... I have never seen what I saw there. I've seen people go crazy over low scores for reviews. I've seen people disagree with a high score before. I've seen people, like, in previous reviews for Call of Duty, like when I gave Modern Warfare 2 a 9.5, you know, there were people who were like, you know, I don't really agree with that, whatever. Uh, a few jokes made. A, a few people a bit annoyed. But this rage, this, like, teary-eyed... Emotional <laughs> outburst, and the new nickname I have of Fat Tits, which, <laughs> which fat is tits. the best tits. <laughs> I am now Fat Tits <laughs> because I gave a thing. There was a guy who said he wishes my heart would stop soon. He was like, "You are so fat. I hope your heart stops soon." 
Uh, and I'm so confused because, as I said, I've never seen this in four years. Even people are making fun of Jonathan Holmes in the comments of the review. What? Yes, it's not. Somebody wrote, "Hi, I'm Jonathan Holmes, and this game looks like every other." Uh, <laughs> are they making fun of me? Wait, what? I'm. What does what? that have to? I, I, uh, Jonathan, I, there's no, there's no logic there. Wow. Is there a- it's like Jim Henson's labyrinth in there, where nothing makes sense and it's all topsy turvy, and there's a little like midget running around pissing in a fountain, going, "I'm Hoggle." Like, that is what it is like in there. It's terrible. There's like, so he's running around with a crystal bullock. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Is there an actual discussion going on, or is it just, you know, people coming in and yelling? If your idea of discussion is... Then there's plenty of discussion going on, some of it quite philosophical. Oh, I just found the one that you were talking about. Another terrible review from a fat amateur, except they spelled it A-M-A-T-U-R-E. And then said, hopefully his heart goes soon. <laughs> that was from Destructoid user Mr. Bobo1. I gotta look at this guy's history. It has, my heart has gone. It has gone out to Activision, who have given me a million dollars for reviewing. Because <laughs> that's the other thing. That was the other big thing, was that I was paid by Activision to do the review. Yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. It's like... <laughs> You know, I had to open up another wing of my house just for one big bag with swag written on it that was given to me personally by Bobby Connick, who was using, like, two polar bears strapped to each foot as, like, polar bear roller skates. He's that opulent. Fuck me. <laughs> Fucking hell. I, I really just... Like I said, huh. I, have, I have been, like, awestruck. I stopped reading the comments hours ago. But I still, I've been getting, you know, just little abusive tweets here and there and a few people, like, just other people, like, as if they've stumbled onto Nagasaki the day after. Just like, what the <laughs> fuck happened here? Just, it's crazy. And were I, they, Do you get the sense that they were disappointed? Like, they were thinking, yeah, oh, good old that. Jim Sterling, he's going to give it a seven. I can't yeah. wait. Well, I saw, good, but I saw one guy that was like, oh, I came in here expecting you not to join the mainstream crowd and dump on this. I am disappointed. Um, there was some rev- comment on some, I think it might have been NeoGAF, that was like, oh, he's lost his touch. How disappointing. And it's like, dude, I'm not your hired fucking hitman. <laughs> and it, I, we have signed no blood oath. There's no pact <laughs> going well, on they, here. They clearly didn't read your reviews of the other modern warfare games and and are they is it that bad of a game is it that terrible jim no it's 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 popular i I don't get why they don't like i like i enjoy the multiplayer in i mean the the thing is is like like i gave modern warfare 2 and 3 like the same score Mostly because, like, I love the single-player campaign of Modern Warfare 2, but I thought that the multiplayer was a bit of a step down. Not, mm. a, not a huge step down, but there was a few bits that I weren't too happy with. In this one, like, the campaign was a bit less engrossing than it was before, but the mm-hmm. multiplayer had been ramped back up to something that I thought was, like, near-perfect in its refinement. Huh. So uh, it balanced out perfectly to me. Like, yeah, okay, they're using the same engine, but... Mm, mm, 
Valve has been using the same engine for all their games for the past 50 billion years. And they've made some great fucking games with them. Sure. And what'd you give Black Ops again? Like a nine? Uh, that I got a 6.5 because I played the PC version. Of the oh, PC. that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I, think, yeah. Um, I think a lot of the people who are angry about it aren't angry just because of like whatever you have to say about the game. They're angry because they feel like games like Call of Duty are ruining games for other people. Huh. It's like, like symbolic I, I, in of In fact, I was problem. just looking at that guy who left that mean comment. I was looking at his history, and there are a lot of comments here about, like, here's one. They are raping classic PC games and turning them into dumbed-down console kitty oh, games. God, Make wanna... it like Call of Duty. <laughs> PC gaming is way better for winners. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a comment on a post about the Syndicate. Wow. Oh, okay. Is that even out yet, Syndicate? Um, yeah, and then that guy, like, just casting judgment on games he hasn't played and wants to talk about who the winner is in this equation. Right. Right. I just, like I said, I'm just, I'm dumbstruck, and it takes a lot after four years of this bullshit that I've gone through with this, with this sort of realm of my job to phase me anymore. But I woke up this morning, and... Like, I went to bed after I saw a few of the comments and people were expressing surprise. People were like, holy shit, he, this, Jim gave it this score. And I'm like, that was a bit confusing because I'm like, when have I ever given any indication that I don't like Call of Duty? Uh, I tend to like it quite a lot. Um, but then Maybe I it was that up, Black Ops review? They just didn't get it? They read know, the score really. and it was like, oh, great, he doesn't like Call of Duty. I love him. Huh? It's, it's weird. I mean, I just... Huh. It's not my fault if they set me up as, as their ch- fucking champion or something. As sure. the guy who was going to stand up to Activision for them. It, sorry, it's it's a fucking good game. And I there's a lot of things about Activision I don't like as a company, but I'm not going to dump on a game of theirs if I like it just because I don't like the publisher. And sure. um, if you feel threatened by Call of Duty, I'm sorry that you're that insecure, but... Don't rely well, on exterior forces to make you feel good about yourself. Well, yeah, that's something we've been saying for a few years now. Yeah, yeah People just really need to stop far. taking shit so personally. Yeah, really yeah. I do reserve the right to take it personally when they call me fat tits, though. <laughs> no, 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 I, I don't mean <laughs> stuff like that. Your heart stops, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that, I, mean I, I can only laugh. I can only laugh because it's... I mean, you would, it would get depressing because I, I get that shit, like, every day. Yeah. So it does. It can bring you down at times, but you do have to just, at the end of the day, laugh it off because. Well, you're only getting tits. I think tits might have to be the episode title for this podcast. Why not? Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I uh, remember you know the <coughs> film Roxanne, starring Steve Martin and Daryl Hannah. I I know no. of it. It's a classic. I hope that you watch it. There's a scene where Steve Martin, who plays a modern-day Sereno de Bergiac, is called Big Nose by a guy at a bar. And then he uh, comes up with 10 better, I think 20 better insults. You'd have to see it. But anyway, you get uh, assaulted verbally with uh, such clever quips as you're fat and, hey, I think you're, you're fat. Uh, so often that you have to just be burnt out on their lack of imagination. It gets very boring, but I guess that's why I latch on to things like fat tits. Yeah, when it's God. something I haven't seen before, which I guess is the big irony. 
in that they're annoyed that I liked Modern Warfare 3 despite it being very similar to Modern Warfare 2. Um, So they're going the extra mile with their fat insults to show me how innovation does work. (laughs) I think that must be what it is. Um, But yeah, Modern Warfare... I haven't heard that before, actually. It's not even very original. No, it's not really that clever. I'm pretty sure somebody's called me that before. Yeah, I've I've gotten pancake tits myself. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Could you not? Uh, get panty. I'm panty. glad I haven't gotten that one. Yeah, it's not that flattering. It's not that flattering. Not what I was going for. Yeah. At uh, least I, mine. At least mine are fat and healthy and birth <laughs> blossoming, full of mammary milk. Yeah, they just thought mine were Damn flat. Right. I am of age and ripe for the plucking by any tender young <laughs> surf who comes into the village. <laughs> uh, other big games. You played uh, Super Mario Land 3D, right? Yep. How'd that turn out? Can you tell? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think I was going to like it that much, to be honest. I know that sounds weird because I'm known as like a guy who likes Nintendo games, but I don't. Super Mario Galaxy was a fluke for me. I didn't like 3D Mario games really until that came out. I didn't like Mario 64. I liked Sunshine okay, but I wasn't, you know, I'm never going to go back and play. I I am with you. Like Mario 64, I... I don't think it's that great. It's no, I fine. appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it as a as a thing, as as a yep. benchmark and, and for mm-hmm. what it did, but when I play it, I don't think I've ever outside of like the first world, I don't think I've ever had a huge amount of fun with it. Uh, that's yeah, I said, that more than the original Mario. Yeah, well, I mean, I can see it. I, I can't. I, yeah, I can't blame people liking it. It's. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Sure. I, I'm certainly not like a Modern Warfare Three review commenter. <laughs> I'm. You know, I understand that people like things that I don't like. Sure. Just, well, there was a time when that game ushered in something new for people that they were really excited about, and I think people latched onto the N64 and Ocarina of Time and Mario 64 in a way that uh, really became a part of their identity growing up. You were uh, never a big fan of the N64, were you? It's my least favorite console overall. Like, I can at least get a, a quirky laugh out of the 3DO or um, the Neo Geo, but the N64, for the most part, it's just it's not interesting, and mm. it, the games look bad. Uh, I love Star Fox 64. I love um, Paper Mario. A few games on there I, I like a lot. Do you like Ocarina of Time? Nah, I don't hate it. It's I've I never got really through into it. That. No, it's just really... See, that game meant a lot to people because it was like, now we can go in 3D. And I was like, I never wanted to go to 3D. And yeah, but you can than- ride horses and shit. Isn't that, that nothing to you? That didn't mean I didn't that find was the first the video game where I ever rode a horse, and it was fucking amazing. And I'm pretty sure that's why I liked it so much. I rode horses in a, a, a weird PS1 Barbie game before that, I think. And I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Barbie did it, pass. <laughs> Fuck off, you yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I liked Majora's Mask a lot, though, because I was really. It wasn't just, hey, we're in 3D now. They came up with a lot of different ideas in terms of becoming other races and the whole time travel deal there. The N64 is, looking at it, it's not a particularly interesting console. Controller is terrible, Jesus. Controller is something else. It it looks like something a Ninja Turtle should be chucking around. It's um, it's a it's a it's a unique system. It's it deserves its place in history because it did. It was the home to a lot of like brand new benchmarks. But I'm sure I'm with you when you say you know I'm not surprised that 
if anyone says they didn't really dig it as a system overall. Um, I don't think I really enjoyed much on it at all outside of Ocarina of Time myself. Um, Yeah. But Mario 64 is weird because I don't really like it. But (laughs) say every, every three or four years, I think like I'm reminded it exists. And I think I really want to play that again. Even though I know I'm going to get annoyed at it again, because I'm going oh, sure. to just I... get so fucking sick of Mario every time he jumps in the lava and goes, Ah! Oh, 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 you stupid fat tits! <laughs> like that, oh, it's <laughs> Well, I, I've, I've ranted about it before. Um, are you, am I still there? I can't hear you guys. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, weird. Jim, you're so quiet. You could, oh, it's this fucking microphone, it's so Oh, yeah, maybe it was about your giggling. Um, but, you know, Mario games were generally obstacle courses where you have to get from point A to point B, and there's only one way to get there, it's going, you know, left to right. But Mario 64 was like, you can explore this big world and just do whatever you want. And I'm like, oh, there's already a world <laughs> that I can do that in if I want. I can just walk around outside but i don't want to i want a uh, level design to really eat up and mario galaxy brought that back which is why i loved it so much it's much more uh obstacle course and less about being kind of in a playground or i think you will really park. like 3d land then yeah because with 3d land I, I think i could this is like nintendo gives you these cards i think i included it in your yeah i've got that yeah. card it's, it's like they've started doing this little cards that are so specific and yet so fucking vague because it's like, it gives you multiple dates for when you can mention certain things. Usually starts with the review, and then it's like later on, or you can say something about what happens past this boss fight. Or even if it's something like fucking Kirby, where there's no real story to spoil. It's like, don't spoil anything beyond this boss fight. <laughs> what, you mean the other levels and boss fight that is there, that is pretty much part of the course. But... So I don't know what, because it says, please don't post the following prior to uh, Wednesday is when the review goes up. Hey, shit. This yeah, but you're happening. putting this podcast up at, what, like midnight tonight? So yeah. it should be good. It might be, be okay. Good. But it's like, it just says game review. It doesn't say, mm. like, what I can say, like, impressions-wise. So mm. fuck it. Um, <laughs> I think you will really dig it because, like, there is, it's not, it's certainly not the biggest Mario game and it's not the most intricately designed in many ways. Mm -hmm. It feels, I didn't want to use the word tech demo, but it certainly feels like a, like a tour of, of, of what a 3DS Mario game can be rather than like an extended visit. So it's very sort of, you know, quick fire. Like here's a thing, here's a thing, here's a thing. But at the same time that has made sure that every level is very unique and some of them are so well designed. Like, really, they did really clever things with the 3D. And I'm one who usually finds, like, 3D visuals thrown into things kind of gauche. But mm. here, like, I mean, it's fucking Nintendo. They're really. I, I said this past weekend that Nintendo's biggest talent is forcing a gimmick down your throat so well it doesn't actually feel forced. Right. And that really exemplified it in the the way they use 3D to help you gauge sort of your depth when um, platforming and distances and some levels that are almost like optical illusions. Like if you have it in just 2D, you won't see where the blocks are and then you flick it on 3D and then everything suddenly pops out. Um, There's some really clever stuff going on and the levels, 
they have that course mentality, you know? Like, it's like an yeah. obstacle course. Huh, that's what I want. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. The funny thing is, it looks like Mario 64 or Mario Galaxy. It's got the name of Mario, like the Super Mario Land games. But uh-huh. if anything, to me, it's more like a spiritual successor to Super Mario Brothers 3. Well, that's why I thought they oh. threw... I actually thought they were going to call it Super Mario Brothers 3 D-Land. That's what I would have called it. <laughs> I would. I mean, like, you've got the Tanuki. You've got uh, Boom Boom, isn't it? You've yeah, got... yeah. He's uh, in like, every world, right? Um, I, I can't remember. I, it, it's certainly, like, very regular. Uh, and he's, like, at the end of, like, proper old-school airships from, like, Mario 3, complete with the, like, the fire little flamethrower things and all the bullet bills and, and Tanuki oh. bullet bills. Um, so, there's some, <laughs> so, yeah, they, they do real obstacle course, like, stuff with it. Huh, sounds great. Sounds perfect for a handheld in that... I don't think the, the some of the Mario Galaxy levels were so long and so detailed that on a little screen and on the go that just wouldn't necessarily work. So to to take the shorter levels of the old 2D Mario games, put some 3D in there and uh, keep the quality level high. That sounds perfect for me. Yeah. I can't wait. When's that come out? Tomorrow? Uh, the review's out tomorrow. The game uh. is out on the thirteenth, I think. What a weird release date. Was that the Sunday then? Uh, yeah. yeah, Nintendo does that quite a few times, though, Sunday. Kirby weird. was on a Monday for some reason. It's, it's <laughs> weird. Sorry, Terry, you were going to say something. Oh, nothing important. I was just going to say, I think I might get a 3DS sometime within the next month, since I'm going on a road trip later in the month, and then I'm taking like a four-and-a-half-hour mm-hmm. flight next month, I think. Oh, wow, where Actually, are you going? So I feel like now is the time where enough decent games have built up to where it's like worth it. You've got stuff like imminent to look forward to now. It's like now that Nintendo has remembered yeah. that video game consoles need video games to play on the video <laughs> game consoles. It's <laughs> like Mario 3D Land looks like the start of... like The thing about that game is it doesn't feel like... I, can't, I don't want to make it sound like it's like been lazily done or, or, or is missing something significant but it certainly feels like the beginning of a like far wider library of experiences and it kind of serves as a blueprint um i think it's it's a nice sort of beginning yeah Yeah. it's it's a nice is this a 40 dollar title uh i think so yeah yeah they all are but it's it's basically a way of of saying that the 3ds has has now started (laughs) The 3DS is now officially launched in November. Well, that, like, I'm I'm really excited about Aliens Infestation. Oh, when yeah. I first heard about that one, I kind of that that was kind of what planted the seed, the 3DS mm. in my head. Because before I wanted one just for the novelty of it, but I couldn't justify it cause, just because there weren't enough games. And you don't have a regular DS right now, do you? I didn't well, think we you did. do. It's just broken. I don't know if the charger uh. is broken, but it, it won't charge. Huh. So, All right. But we do have some games for it that we could also use. Sure. Yeah, there's a good amount of 3DS games. I can send you some. I can send you uh, Bit Trip Saga if you want to play oh, that on the go. Awesome. Yeah, you like some of those games. And yeah. what else do I have that you might like? I don't. I don't know if you'd like uh, Resident Evil Mercenaries. You might. I, I got pretty into it after a while. The the online yeah, is really fun. Yeah, you just shoot those guys right in the face. It's not bad. Yeah. They're scary guys. Yeah. Come at you. I'm playing that Skyward Sword. That's what I'm playing. Man, am I playing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing Skyrim. Oh, yeah. How's that Skyrim treating you? Oh, man. 
I can't talk about it, can I? You can uh, talk a little. You can, you can do some early impressions. Yeah, you can't yeah. Let's because I want to. I want to chat about Skyrim as well. So let's do Skyward Sword. Uh, oh, okay. Get that done. Then talk, this really is an episode where we talk about video games because Max isn't here. Well, Max is gone. <laughs> uh, Max yeah. you rascal! I miss him. When's he coming back next week? Yes, um, I didn't even fucking mention that. Uh, Max Gofill is is working very hard on the Destructoid show, so he is not here, which yeah, means it's... that he and I haven't gotten each other excitable <laughs> and, <laughs> and for to ruin the podcast. Um, really yeah, hard. Skyward Sword, people are already criticizing me for liking it, Jim, so I can relate with you. Yeah. They're saying, but I'm, it is I'm, like I'm ready yeah. to criticize you for like. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, they said it's like every other Zelda game, isn't it? Because uh, recently I posted some news saying that, and this was actually embargoed. I wasn't supposed to talk about it until Nintendo themselves announced it. Um, that you get in a ship later on, and it's kind of like Wind Waker, at least for a brief period of time. You're sailing in a sea that's in the ocean. And there's also some time travel elements where you go back in time within the confines of a particular dungeon. So there'll be all these uh, machines, there's robots, there's minecarts, there's elevators that are broken down because you're in the present. But if you go back to the past when they were first built, they're all working and you can interact with them and stuff like that. So they're taking little elements, not building a whole game off of it, but building particular areas and particular dungeons off of things that were the premise of past uh, Zelda games. So I'm like, isn't that neat? It's a little callback. And they're like, yeah, well, every Zelda game is exactly the same. So uh, I don't know why you're so surprised. And uh, I, I don't know. You played Skyward Sword for a little bit, Jim. Did you yeah. think it was exactly like every other Zelda game? Uh, no, but I wish it was. <laughs> yeah, you didn't like it. <laughs> I, 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 I won't say I didn't like it. I don't think I had a fair enough time to form a complete judgment. But let's just say... I spent six hours with it, and I was kind of sad. Um, And I don't want to say too much about it, because I, again, I don't want to poison the well or anything before it's out. Uh, I will probably write a little feature about my issues with it, um, particularly involving the the Motion Plus stuff, um, which is, to me, the first time Nintendo did force a gimmick down my throat and didn't do it well, and I and it did feel forced to me. Um, was that during the fight with the purple guy there? It was yeah. during the everything with the everything. Wow, the motion plus really wasn't working for it you. It ruined it for me. Uh, oh, that's too bad. Again, I, I, like I said, I'm 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 only saying this as um, from very early non-review sort of time with it. Um, sure. Jonathan's on the review. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Your Zelda review is safe. Well, it's not necessarily. Uh, Two years ago, when they first announced the game at E3, the lovely Holly Bennett and I played it. And um, as she was playing it, I was asking her how she enjoyed it. And she said, this sucks. I don't want to motion control with my Zelda game, and I don't know why they can't give me the option not to. And after playing Skyward Sword for a little bit, I really don't see why they couldn't give you the option to do classic controller um, support. The the sword play, I'm enjoying it a lot. I like the motion plus, but everything that you do with the sword, you technically could do with the right analog stick yeah. on the classic controller it's, if they wanted. 
to me, and I'm, I don't want to just harp on Skyward Sword, but a lot of my problem with motion control is that it often, it often makes complicated something that once was simple. Mm-hmm. It, it overly contrives something, and it's like technology is designed to get more convenient over the years. Um, and I don't like if I could just press a button to kill the guy. I don't want to, like, do kind of the fucking interpretive dance that some of those combat sequences in other games, like, want you to, to do. And I'm not sure. saying it doesn't always work. Like, I thought the, the, the sword fighting in Red Steel 2 was, was quite cool. Um, mm. Fucking caned my elbow. Um, but it was cool. Um, but I don't, like, I liked it in Twilight Princess, where it was, like, it was, it was old-school combat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the gestures were subtle. And so it just felt easier. Like it was just a little flick of the wrist and he slashes his sword. And sure. that was actually like a bit more user-friendly than, than hitting the, the button. And it felt good to do. And mm-hmm. to me, it doesn't feel good when you're expected to like properly slash the air with your little white stick. Like that doesn't... <laughs> to me, it's, it's easy well. and it's more satisfying to hit a button and get that sense of, you know, force there. Uh, sure. Rather than waving nothing at nothing, it's and again, like I mean, I'm I'm sure people are going to love the game. Um, well, I think a lot of people are going to feel the way you do too. I do yeah. wonder though if the sensitivity were changed on your because I'm not doing big sweeping motions at all. Um, I'm I'm pretty much doing the same distance moved that I did in uh, Twilight Princess, but I'm still. You just have to angle you know, the flick of your wrist properly in order to beat certain guys so so yeah i'm wondering maybe more time with it you'll um you'll enjoy maybe it's like i don't want to because i've I've been looking forward to this game for two years i've been so like i love zelda to bits and i have it was so up there i was so ready to love this game and i don't know it might have been partially that i you know was put off by the motion plus it might also be part and parcel the fact that I totally forgot the game was coming out. And I was, um, <laughs> because I was, you've had like six yeah. other games to review. And I yeah. was in between Skyrim and Saints Row, and then I thought to myself, I if I mail this out, it might not hit embargo. I can do this. And so I tried to do it for a day, and you know maybe that sort of impaired my... Um, yeah, your whole experience. And usually that's different. not a problem for me because I like reviewing under pressure. I mm-hmm. like like when I did with with Gears of War three, like I and and Modern Warfare three just this week, like getting a game and saying right embargoes tonight. Can we do it? Yeah, and that becomes part of the fun of the game for me. Like I mean, mm-hmm. to understand where where I'm coming from. Like I I love reviewing. That to me is is more than just my job. That is part of gaming to me. So I love that, but uh, that was just a disclaimer for anyone that tries to, to invalidate prior reviews um, <laughs> or any future ones that are done under pressure. Like Generally, I like the pressure, but not when I totally forgot the game was coming out and then it's there and then I'm scared. And uh, you have to argue with a new control scheme that just seems unnecessary. That's yeah, how it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... So I might have been in the wrong frame of mind, so I'm hoping to come back to it. And, you know, I, I had to step back and say, look, I'm, 
it would not be right for me to review this game under the circumstances that I'm in. And it would probably be very stupid for me to try and, and complete it. So, you know, I sure. gave it to, to yourself because yeah, thanks, you know, Jim. I knew you'd, you'd get so it you done. Don't, you don't I'm like the control, Holmes? For me? Uh, I like it with the sword fighting. Um, I I'm, I'm didn't like it initially. You also use it when you're flying. There's a lot of flying in the game. Um, it's not... You don't fly for any. You don't fly for a long time uh, in one sitting, but you you have to fly a lot just to get around. And uh, I didn't mm-hmm. like that at first, but I, it grew on me. It's all kind of grown on me. I it reminds me of when I first had to use a controller that had eight buttons instead of two. Um, at first, I was like, "This is unnecessary. I don't know where anything is. Everything's taking much longer. I want my two button controller back." But once you get the hang of it. Yeah. It's second nature. Um, I find that to be kind of the case with all control schemes. And that's that's why I think a lot of people didn't like motion controls when they first came out is because they felt like they had just gotten used to this new controller and mastered it. And now they're being asked to master something that to them felt like it was dumbed down for other people, yet more difficult for them. So it was a real snub. Hmm. It's a real snub. And they did that snubbing. I mean, yeah. it doesn't feel dumbed down. It just feels gimmicky. But I can't understand why Nintendo would do that, especially like around the 25th anniversary of Zelda. And I feel like they should be trying to cater to their longtime fans rather than alienate them with yeah, you know yeah. a shitty new control scheme. Because the only people I know who play... Here's the thing. The only people I know who regularly play um, motion control games outside mm-hmm. of... Actually, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I just realized the only people I know who play motion control games outside of like my gaming friends, uh-huh. or outside of Destructoid, I mean, is uh-huh. are like older people in their late thirties. But people who never like who never gamed though before, right? They right, never played like the, you know, N sixty four or any of that shit. Well, it wasn't that long ago that Nintendo said that the Wii was never supposed to be. <laughs> A casual console. It was supposed to be casual friendly, but they thought that hardcore gamers, whatever that means, you know, people who are dedicated to gaming and uh, make it kind of a part of their identity and their lifestyle, were going to love motion controls. And then they didn't. And Nintendo was surprised. And I feel like Skyward Sword is. It's good that they admit that, by the way. It's because. Nintendo have been held up as geniuses for the past five years when, to be honest, and I, this goes for Sony and Microsoft as well, any success those companies have are nearly always down to just good fortune and good timing. It's rarely like a carefully planned construct on their part. Like the PlayStation brand mostly got big because of the mistakes that were being made by Sega and Nintendo at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Microsoft sort of has, has come to prominence this generation because Sony kept fucking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Nintendo <laughs> sort of lucked out with the Wii. And it's like, you know, nothing against the companies, although I've got plenty against all three. Um, holding them up <laughs> as geniuses is funny when even Nintendo sort of shrugs their hands and says, look, we thought that hardcore gamers would like this shit. It's, <laughs> it's like they, they're still as out of touch as ever, but they at least they kind of admit it, which I... Yeah, I I've always... I, you know, we've talked about this before. I can't, I can't help but like Nintendo even when they're failing because I, I still feel like their heart is in the right place. They're excited about these ideas, and even when they're dumb, they just go full steam ahead with them. And um, when they screw up later, like, wow, what were we thinking? 
Sorry. And then they come out with an even dumber idea and they're like, it's going to be great. You know, they're so, <laughs> so earnestly enthusiastic about trying to uh, do new things. Yeah. Um, even though That's Nintendo Japan, yeah. though. Let's make the difference. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Them and, and fucking Reggie fees me saying there's plenty of us veteran gamers. Fuck off, Reggie. You are not that. You <laughs> It's like there's a difference between being like a marketing PR guy and just being a fucking meat faced liar. Uh, oh dear. Sorry, I'm coughing a lot. I was going to say something else about Skyward Sword. Oh, yeah, I'll just finish off on Skyward Sword by saying that it does seem like they were trying to reach out to true fans of Zelda and make motion controls something that they can like. It feels like an apology for Twilight Princess to me. Um, and I like that about the game. I really like it. Twilight Princess needed no apology. I enjoyed Twilight Princess, but... Twilight Princess gave us Zant. It needs no... Nintendo gets a pardon for anything it does with Zelda forever. Do you like Zant too? Zant's amazing. I love Zant. He's fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. People people are angry because he, uh, just like your Modern Warfare 3 review, Zant wasn't exactly what they wanted him to be, but that was the whole point of the character, is yeah. that you can have this intimidating figurehead who seems all-powerful, and then when you really get to know him, he's just... Uh, yeah, I love yeah. characters. Like, I love villains like that, with that kind of pathetic... I've said that before. Yeah. That, like, I, I love villains. as I've always been drawn to villains in, in fiction, and the the ones with this pathetic sort of edge underneath them, I've always liked more. And I and he reminds me of people making those comments in Modern Warfare 3's <laughs> review. <laughs> those kind of people that have this kind of... Like, they try and put out this persona of being these sort of tough guys on the internet and then you find out they're like green faced noseless crying little (laughs) spotty gits who are banging their head on the concrete because they can't take over a bunch of half naked twilight people and then Ganondorf comes along and puts a helmet on their head (laughs) that is what happens to that's exactly that's what happened to everybody on M4G I like Twilight Princess, but like you know it. the motion controls were not what they were sold to be. It was like, oh, it's like you're really fighting with the sword, and it wasn't. It was just twitching your wrist instead of pressing a button, um, <laughs> which I liked too. Sorry, ah, oh, I feel like I can't win. Did you did, did you do a questions post, Jim? Ah, uh, question. Uh, I forgot to I forgot to do a uh, questions. Post. Of course did I didn't. Because I just asked on Twitter. I don't think you did. I'm starting to comes- like. People haven't, like, a couple of people have asked about them, but I don't think people miss it. And I, yeah, it's because especially on a good max, on a max heavy sort of episode when we have Max with us, like, they go for two hours, these fucking things. We don't even (laughs) need the questions. It's like if someone wants to know something, they can get hold of us. I think they they enjoy it though. If you don't mind, I'll ask some questions after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe, maybe I, <laughs> I don't know. We haven't even talked about Skyrim yet. Huh? I can't wait Blow to talk about Skyrim. Let's do, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan, suck a dick at Christmas. <laughs> That's when you think. That's when you my new phrase to give me street credibility is uh, suck a dick at Christmas. I think everyone, all the kids will be saying that from now on. That's when you... Is that implying that you should suck your family's dick? Because... It's just any old dick, I think. Christmas. It's... It, 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 the festive element to it, like, opens up a whole range of dick-sucking opportunities. And my guess, my mantra is just to, just go with... I would love to... What? Um, yeah. <laughs> 
You would love to suck a dick at church? Is I would love to suck would... a massive dick at church. That would show God. Yeah, I was trying to think <laughs> if there was a... Them. Yeah, to <laughs> show all of them what it looks like when fat tit sucks a dick. Um, <laughs> that would make a fantastic Disney film. <laughs> fat tit sucks a dick. Oh, Walt Disney, old Nazi. Um, mm. Anyway, Jonathan Holmes, we haven't even talked about uh, pedophilia this week. We have not. <laughs> said something you wanted. It was more incest at first. Yeah. And then What's a, what, what is a funny thing that a pedophile has said to you? What was the last funny thing a pedophile said to you? Uh, For those I who should... don't know, by the way, Jonathan Holmes hangs out with pedophiles regularly. Well, I do not. <laughs> After work. <laughs> I, I, I work in a hospital. And sometimes the patients have a history of pedophilia, and then they're assigned to me. And I'm like, "Hello." Is that why they're in the hospital, or is it just uh, like a coke? So it's not. No, you you won't be locked in the psychiatric hospital that I know of, anyway. I mean, if someone were to say, "Oh, oh, I'm a pedophile. Can I come into the hospital?" Someone would probably find a way to get them in. They would. You've never you know, had like some vigilante like bring in a pedophile, demand that you. In bring full in costume? Chemically, <laughs> chemically castrate this motherfucker. <laughs> no, that's... that's yeah, Jonathan that's Holmes, Jonathan, Jonathan Holmes have you ever chemically castrated a pedophile or not? <laughs> I've not. I've known some that were all for it, though. They were like, you got were they that like, thing? Really? Were they like, I want it dealt with? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tons of times. Wait, seriously? Yeah, they'd, they'd go, all go... They'd go when they chemically it. castrate a pedophile, right? Uh-huh. Do they, like... <laughs> Do they dip their balls in a vat of acid and then the balls come out like white with a red smiley face like the Joker in the Batman film wow. done by Tim Burton or not? Terrifying. <laughs> no, there's there's uh there's medications that'll make your boner soft, Jim. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, really? Just so... yeah, just some softened softened boners. Do they usually feel guilty? Like they can't control it, so they just want to castrate themselves? I can't imagine having such yeah. a well, you know, you uh, the, most of the time they were abused growing up, so they're kind of hardwired to be in this um, dynamic. They've got all this baggage that's attached to a dynamic that was uh, abusive and um, very imbalanced in terms of the, the power in the relationships, and the roles are all destroyed. The, the boundaries and the, the role as parent or child or whatever is wrecked. So that's just the, that's the prism with which they use to see their world and they know it's maladaptive so they say make my uh, dick soft please Interesting. God, this is, <laughs> I was trying to make it fun and now I'm sorry I'm a social this, worker Jonathan, Holm, Jonathan Holmes have you ever met the, the ginger man from stay tuned or not because <laughs> no. he, he turned uh, out he turned out to be a fiddler he, did he? I didn't know that. The Ginger Man from Stay Tuned and uh, Devil's Advocate and some other films. Um, <laughs> wasn't he in Beetlejuice as well at one point? Uh, are you? Oh, you're talking about Jeffrey Jones. I don't Jonathan know. Holmes. You should have your own version of To Catch a Predator. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd catch you them and be like, so happy feeling. Where you catch them and then make their dick soft. <laughs> <laughs> They're asking for it. That's what they want. Experiments on them. I just end up asking them how they're feeling and how I can help them meet their goals. Can you like guilt them? What if you said, how are you feeling? And they said, like a kid on a plate. (laughs) Give it. And then do you have to give them one or not? 
<laughs> that never happens, gratefully. Uh, yeah, sometimes my goals do not align with my patient's goals, but I try to align with them as, as frequently as I can. Um, you know, when a patient has a boiling hot cup of coffee and she's like, I want to pour this all over your face, that's my goal. I say, well, you know, I know you feel like that would help you, but in the end, I would just end up with a melted face and you would probably end up going to jail. So that wouldn't work for has either. Anyone ever, has anyone ever thrown hot coffee at your face? Uh, they've threatened to, oh, but you wow. stay out of coffee's reach and you start, you know, sometimes it's... So what is your favorite Michael Jackson song? Shut up, you son of a bitch! All I want to talk about is Michael Jackson. Are you? Uh, I'm going to start singing unless you start talking about him. Sometimes I will end up singing Billie Jean to uh, someone with a severe mental illness and a hot cup of coffee. But it's only about a minute or so before the coffee is lukewarm at best, and they're effectively disarmed at that uh, point. <laughs> That's fucking you, brilliant! You definitely need your own show, Holmes. You oh, thanks. Fucking, nice. You are, like, a king of, of <laughs> mentals. No offense, but I feel like a show about that would do way better than anything you have to say about video games. Yeah. Like, uh, well, can, I, taken. can I start following you around with it? Because I want in on this action. There's no this. This is going to make some fat cheddar, and I want some of that sweet, sweet cheese for myself, right? So, can I follow you around with a camera in your hospital while oh, I, while you I, talk I, to patients long enough for their coffee to get cold? <laughs> There's, uh, unfortunately, there's um, state regulations around privacy that you really can't do a documentary in the psychiatric hospital. How about we don't tell them? <laughs> well, you could blur, blur about their faces, blur them out, smudge them. Okay, how about this, Jonathan Holmes, right? Yes. You go on the internet, right? Uh-huh. Posing, right, as a pedophile, okay? And you lure children to your house, and then we ambush them. Just, ambush yeah, the children? Just like to <laughs> catch a predator. How about that? Like, I, I could be the underage girl, except not really. To catch a dirty up. little kid. <laughs> <laughs> to victim blame a child. That's what we could call the show. <laughs> well, I could then, you know, get them into child protective custody or at least get a social worker in the community to help them through their, their bad decision-making. We could, do, we could do that. Or More. we could film a real close-up of their face, right, and then print their name and what school they go to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's... I think both ideas uh, have very realistic results that we could work with. Absolutely. The yeah. entertainment value is there. It's just uh, getting through those Yeah, we could follow up with them like six months later, like find wherever they are buried at the time and go <laughs> up and, and film that for a bit. Um, so for the record, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not into victim blaming <laughs> those who have suffered abuse. I just am doing a joke. Right. Yes, you are. And a good joke, too. But I do think... It would be funny to lure children to a, a pe to a real pedophile. Pretend to be a pedophile and lure children to a real pedophile's house. Whoa! cameras. That's brilliant. <laughs> you find and shame reverse pedophiles, <laughs> and they're forced to spend the night locked up in this pebble dashed shack with with pedophile Joe. <laughs> and then you call a 
is to catch a child. (laughs) (laughs) Take a seat right here. No, no, no. On my lap. (laughs) Catch a child. Yeah. That's how you teach kids to not uh, meet up with strangers on the internet. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, right. that's like the moral of the show. Otherwise, you will end up like these children we tricked into getting gangbanged. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh. oh dear. I, I better be careful because I don't want to end up like that guy from GamePro. <laughs> Did that? you hear about that? No. no what? A dude, for once, I was almost relieved that I wasn't involved. Um, although some people tried to, apparently the guy he kept getting abuse on Twitter from people saying he was just like me. Um, but a guy from GamePro said, "What does he tweeted this like tweet like advertising the next issue of GamePro?" And he said, um, "What does rape have to do with the new Lara Croft Tomb Raider game? Find out in the next issue of GamePro." Whoa. And it was it was a like I, I think it was an article about how like he watched the trailer and it basically sounded and and we've talked about this on I think Electric Hydra like Anthony Birch and Aaron Lindy were oh. talking about it like it does sound kind potentially disturbing yeah the Lara- she like whimpers a lot yeah and it does sound like they are basically just kicking the shit out of a lady for the titillation of men still. Yeah. Um, which kind of runs contrary to them trying to reinvent Lara Croft. Um, I haven't really formed an opinion on that yet. Uh, I try not to so much these days um, because, I don't know, it's... As a white, very privileged male, I don't kind of get it. So mm. I try and... I, I ask my wife, who is a very kind of increasingly active sort of feminist, like, what my opinion should be, and then she tells me, and then I'm okay. That sounds good. <laughs> it's, it's wise. It's fucking, it's the smart way of doing it. Um, but anyway, so he, his article, I guess, was about that. It was about, like, well, it sounds like she's getting fucking raped, which mm. is not... not fun. <laughs> shouldn't be entertaining. I mean, have you tried it? Uh, but... <laughs> Unfortunately, whatever criticism he might have had has been overshadowed by the fact that people have now accused him of endorsing rape uh, Uh, by using it as an advertising tool, by saying, what does rape have to do with Lara Croft? Find out in the next issue. Uh, People are like, you know, the usual, he's trivializing, he's enabling rape, which... Whoa. Oh dear. I feel, as someone who, like, had had sort of run-ins with with, uh, the more... With the more extreme of, of, of women's sort of gender issue uh, folk, I do feel for him because it ain't fun. It, it gets annoying. So he's probably still getting twit bombed right now. Um, so yeah, but he said that I was a much better writer than he was. So oh, how nice of him. So nice, thank you, guy. I I, I really did appreciate that. I, I guess people were saying, oh, you're just as bad a misogynist as that Jim Sterling. He once said a joke on the internet as well. Um, it's it's sad. It's like, you know, because at the end of the day, let's be honest, mm. rape isn't good. No. And and you sh- nobody should do it ever. Uh, but it kind of obscures that issue when you're getting so, in my opinion, again, in my privileged opinion, um, it kind of obscures the issue of rape when you kind of scream that people are encouraging it uh, with any little comment they make on the internet. 
And, 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 you know, The Boy Who Cried Wolf was one of the first stories we were ever told as children, most of us. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying, I'm certainly not saying that about actual rape, but it's like when there's an actual problem, when there's an actual sort of people, when there are those people that send death threats to female writers saying, I'm going to rape you, you bitch, because you said something I don't like. Like, that's fucking bad. But uh, people get insensitive to that because they're so sick of hearing about stuff like Dick Wolves on Penny Arcade and this guy. Uh, yeah. I always find that kind of socially harmful. Um, and I cross-referenced it with my wife to make sure I was right to have that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in the clear. So as far as I'm concerned, fuck off. So that's... <laughs> but it's... Yeah, it was a weird thing to see that last night. It, it upsets me because I do, contrary to what some people believe, I do give a real shit about that kind of thing, especially since living in Mississippi where there's still a very patriarchal kind of male-dominated um, system in environment in place. Mm-hmm. I've started to try and care a lot more about gender issues, so it's always sad when I see people just accusing anybody of it, like they're ready to jump down someone's throat. And especially someone who hosts a, po- a podcast as offensive as this, uh, <laughs> I've come to realise that you do offend people. Like, you're always going to offend someone, Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I'm a big fan of tolerance and understanding, which I am, you all, <laughs> I fuck off. I am. You don't know. I know you are. It's just your voice got so high. Yeah. Which I am. Hi. <laughs> <Bye. laughs> but my point is, is that if you want to preach tolerance and understanding, you also have to tolerate and understand the fact that not everybody is offended by the same things you are. And you shouldn't jump down someone's throat when they make a joke that offends you. You should just tell them, you know, some people might find that a bit offensive. And sure. nine times out of ten, they will respond very positively to that and stop. I have several times. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think I've used the word tranny in a post before. And um, uh, a transgendered person said to me, it's, we don't, it, it's, it's not considered a, a very polite sort of phrase to use. So I was like, mm, fair enough. Uh, you know what's the preferred term I will use that and I've made sure to use that ever since because it's no skin off my nose uh, to do that Uh, and it helps people out and and then you know positivity was had Um, Mm. but then recently uh, the comedian Tim Minchin said the word tranny on a a show and then was attacked and people were like oh he hates uh, transgendered people (laughs) he's a, a fucking bastard and it's like well that just promotes intolerance that just makes people get angry that they've been insulted and they're going to get worse. Mm, yeah. you know, it's, it's like when someone like when someone gets angry because someone made a joke with the word rape in it, that makes me want to tweet using the full 140 characters. Right, 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 right. <laughs> just because it gets so annoying. And that's, and I haven't done it because, you know, it, intolerance begets intolerance and what have you. But it's, it's, mm. it's sad that that's the kind of attitude that happens. And, and it's not one that I'd like to see. Happen. Yeah, this has got people... a bit too serious. Let's get back to talking right. luring <laughs> children to pedophiles. Pedophiles, <laughs> 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 people who are easily insulted, uh, just about everyone, just needs to take a look at themselves and be like, "What's my motivation here? <laughs> am I doing this to make myself feel good about myself, or am I doing something that I actually think is right and good?" I just you know, love that you had that. On one hand, we got people who get very easily offended, and on the other, we have pedophiles. Now, uh, both you guys are exactly the same. <laughs> I see a parallel in that it's all about what makes them feel good, uh, without really thinking about the big picture. 
You know? I, I actually do because I think I think not just like a certain type of people. I think all of us at some point get some sort of comfort from feeling outraged or offended and What's feeling that? attacked because I think it makes one feel a bit special to feel that they've been sort of marked for. Right. And sometimes when you have been attacked so many times, that's the only... You just jump into that defensive stance before you even yeah. think about it. I um, mean, I, I can, on a very, obviously, a smaller level, I can vouch for that as someone who, when someone will tweet at me like a joke, saying, oh, you fat idiot, you gave this game a, a low score, and I'll get ready to defend it because I can't tell the jokes from the serious stuff anymore. So I do yeah. get it. Uh, sure. Yeah, I but do I've that had, too. Yeah, but I've had to learn how that makes me look and how that, isn't you know it never leads to anything productive so i try now to at least give them an opportunity to explain themselves first or i'll just retweet them and let my followers sort them out um <laughs> so it's yeah it's a it's a weird thing and it's it's funny how people get upset over everything like i said yeah. last night if the worst thing that's going to happen to you this week is someone you don't know said something you don't care about on Twitter, then you've got a pretty fucking good life. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Don't, don't, don't feel too bad. Don't, don't, cheer up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Pick yourself you really, up. You really turn that <clears throat> Pick up your bindle and, and march down the road with a cat on your side. Just, What's a bindle? A bindle? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to know. A bindle is a know. stick with a red, like, kerchief on the end that you keep your bindle oh. Like That's, a hobo. It's a hobo stick, yeah. It's a oh, bindle. The, the, the scientific name. I didn't know there was a word for that. The, that's what it is. Um, Latin form, bindicus trampicus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just became wow, overwhelmed with love of Skyward Sword. Sometimes it just hits me, Skyward Sword. <laughs> oh. There's this little guy. Jim, did you see this guy? What, what? He's a fortune teller in, in at the uh, bazaar. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah. He's got these huge cat eyes. And a little brown mustache. And it's not explained. It's not like, oh, pardon my appearance. I've got huge cat eyes for some reason. I must be startling. I apologize. No, it's just, <laughs> just go with it. He's like, and he's like, do you want to know your future? It's so great. I love the character design. Yeah, it's, I will say that. like, The game made me laugh. Yeah. The um the guy that's set up to be your rival at the uh, academy is fucking yeah. great. Uh, <laughs> but Jonathan, I'm going to have to stop you. No problem. Because... Oh man. <laughs> Dragons, you cunt! I've been playing so much Skyrim this weekend that whenever I go to bed or I try to go to bed, I hear the ambient sounds of Skyrim in my head. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm like experiencing the Tetris effect with this now. Oh. How is it? Do you enjoy it? Or is it like get out of my head sort of deal? I'm really enjoying it. I have awesome. actually very few bad things to say about it. Great. It's and I don't really know what I can say about it, but I just based on initial impressions, I will say it's very different from Oblivion and they've basically combined Oblivion and Fallout. Yeah. Mm. They, All took right. the they took the best of both, I think. Yeah. They took, uh -huh. the, they took the best of both and made it into something awesome. Because they, they took this really endearing fantasy kind of environment from Oblivion and and just took the user-friendly approach, like the deceptive yeah. depth. Like, it's so easy to get into, but there's a lot of depth and flexibility behind it. But it's so mm. user-friendly. Like, with Oblivion, I got turned off. Like, I, I beat the game. I played... 
Uh, fuck, I spent months with that thing. Um, but I've not replayed it since because in order to get a working character, one that can actually survive, you need spreadsheets. And I hate once I once I think to myself I need a spreadsheet, I stop playing a game because I don't. I want yeah. everything to be in the game, you know, usable. Um, yeah. And that's you know not an attack on people that like that sort of thing. There are some people that that, that love doing that. That opening up a spreadsheet and intricate <laughs> planning their statistics. Uh, it's just that it's not that. for me. No, it's not for me at all. Whereas this one, it's like you've still got the depth and flexibility. Like, I, I'm betting, like, m- my build, my character is so different from yours or Max's. Um, it, what, what kind of character are you actually sort of using? What, what, I did a Khajiit, mm-hmm. which is, like, I guess the thief kind of. Um, but I'm focusing mostly on two-handed combat. Uh, I'm just now getting into magic, like 15 hours into the game, and realizing that it's actually kind of awesome that you need it. It's pretty amazing, yeah. But I, I don't typically focus on stuff like that in games like this. Yeah, usually I don't because usually magic is so weak in a a Western RPG because it's in real time. By the time mm-hmm. you've charged up a spell and cast it, they've already like cut your head off. Yeah. Uh, but in this, they kind of they kind of made it like plasmids from Bioshock, so it's a lot more. Natural and I think yeah. almost or more fair, I should say. Yeah, but I went um, with a a straight battle mage who does okay. dist- uh, fire based destruction, uh, has a sword, and it's also a demon summoner, uh, okay. which is just so <laughs> I like oh the opposite of me, yeah. Yeah, so it's like there's so much and there's so many different permutations. It's like you could have an alchemist summoner or a thief um, ice wizard and just all this. Uh, stuff you can mix and match, uh, or you can go like straight heavy armor, battle axes kind of stuff. It's it's really cool how they did the flexibility, but it's it's yeah. And and I kind of went yeah. for a jack of not jack of all trades, like but multiple specialties. And, and yeah, and I specialize in everything. Yeah, it's great that you can do that. Like you can have whatever level you're comfortable with. Like I wanted just a bit of heavy armor, just uh, just enough so that I could survive attacks while I get my spells ready. And it works perfectly. And if you don't want that, you can have like a really super speedy guy who can run round guys and pepper them with fireballs and so it's it's yeah. it's awesome. You can do really whatever kind of character you want. Yeah. Max and I split it up since we only have one copy of the game, so like I'm doing the main quest line, and he's doing all the side quests and stuff. And huh. um, so I've I've kind of like had to keep reminding myself as I'm playing, like stick to the main quest because it's so <laughs> fun. Just running around, like my favorite thing in the game is running around the mountainside on horseback and just exploring what's there. Because one thing I've well, actually, I shouldn't say that because it's kind of detailed. It's not mm-hmm. bad, but. You can describe how it feels when you do it, whatever it is. Without I was just going to say, it it, um, I have actually experienced very few glitches in the game so far. Way less yeah. than I was expecting. Only one, really. Um, and oh, I know that like, with a very mountainous game like that, it can be hard if you travel off the path that's made for you. Like in it's hard, easy to get stuck and get glitched out in the game. I did that a lot in Fallout, but that hasn't happened to me at all in this, which is actually kind of a huge plus. Oh, yeah, it's... 
the the move away from Gamebryo was probably the best decision Bethesda has yeah, ever definitely. made in the history of anything Bethesda's done. <laughs> like Gamebryo was such a shitty old engine, and it's like they it was amazing the experiences they could still make with that old thing. Um, mm. But it was definitely time for them to to to, to do something new, and it's oh, yeah. just, it looks so much better. It's it so much amazing. tighter. Um, everything looks so much more varied as well. Like the cities yeah. don't just look like copies of each other. They everything has its own yeah. personality. I haven't noticed any like patterns in the textures at all. No, it it, it looks. I mean, there are definitely if you look hard enough, you can see like repeated stones and things. But it's it's pulled off with such sort of confidence that you don't really notice it. It's very easy to just get lost and go with it. Um, mm-hmm. I've probably said way too much than we should. Yeah. Once you get started, it's like the missions in the fucking game. Like once you get started, you can't. I've got. (laughs) I beat the game today. I'm I'm gonna write the review, but I've still got uh, over forty quests open. No word of a lie. That's including like miscellaneous tasks as well as like proper official subquests. I got (laughs) forty fucking things to do. That's Uh, great, and there'll be DLC too, right? And there's yeah, there's doubtless going to be like expansion campaigns and things. Yeah, so yeah, that's it's, great. I mean, when How you long have that, you been playing it? Uh, I have put in over what must be over fifty hours now. Oh wow! That's Just great. like every spare moment I could when I wasn't having to play like Saints Row <laughs> or Mario Land, I was. In there. <laughs> Um, and I had to force myself to do the campaign today because I most of that time wasn't spent with the story, the actual story. Uh, main quest it was all these other quests that some of which are way longer than the the story the main mode itself it's but they're no less interesting as stories so it's like you know Mm. it's like the main you could say the main quest is a like in all bethesda games it's only a couple of hours if that but it doesn't matter because there is it's just one of hundreds of stories some of which you end up telling yourself that, you know, isn't scripted in the game per se. It's just sure. shit that happens to you. That's yeah. what I like the most, yeah. I like when they... I like the message that sends. I like that more developers are trying to say it's not so much about the story that we thought of and we wanted to tell, but we want to see what you want to do and what story you want to tell with yeah. your experience with the game. Yeah. Uh, it makes me happy. Well, like, I, I don't normally care about stories like this. Like I'm not yeah. all into the, like the medieval type stuff, but I found the dialogue and the story in general in this to be a lot easier to follow and more interesting than most in recent games. Oh, that's good. Is it, it they didn't uncharted it up though with a bunch of like sitcom style quips and, you no, know, not at all. No. Stuff like that. Okay. Although there is one character who I know I can't talk about, um, but who I have sort of accompanying me, who is possibly my favourite character in all the video games, who Whoa. is hilarious, but also has just this incredibly macabre backstory. And I am, at some point after the review goes up, I want to talk to Bethesda about him because he just... He fascinates me as a character. Oh, uh, how um, interesting. I didn't see that coming. But I, I do want to talk about him because he's just so much fun. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, and that's Bethesda's talent. It's like, as you say, Tara, it's... I mean, on the face of it, like Tamriel, the world that the Elder Scrolls is set in, looks, it looks like a generic fantasy setting. Like, there's nothing... Nothing in there that makes it stand out. It's not like, oh, it's got all the hard political intrigue of uh, the Ice and Fire books, or it's not like got Joe Abercrombie's um, tongue-in-cheek satirical edge to it. But it, 
somehow they took what looks like this really sort of mundane, run-of-the-mill fantasy scenario and made something just incredibly mm-hmm. evocative and charming with it. Oh, oh great. It's I'll not tacky in any way. Yeah, that, that seems like it's got to like, be Like, everything is really classy about it, even, mm. even like, the loading screens. Whoa. What, what's so classy about those screens there? It's just, it's just... Can I say this? I'm sure this is. Oh, you can. Show. You can talk about the loading screen, sure. Yeah. Okay. It's just black, and it's got like smoke rising up from the bottom, and every so often they have a character on there, and they oh. like give a little backstory of it. But oh, yeah, you get um... the menu system. Oh my god, it's like a hundred <laughs> times better than Oblivion. Oh really? Huh. Oblivion is terrible. It's really that you press a button and bring it up, and then you've got like a cross, like a little crossroad, and then you just flick the stick in whatever direction you want to open up the menu you need. So Very clean. Really, really fluid. Real, real nice flow to it. Um, mm. I mean, this is all stuff that you can um, see in previews and things. So, sure. just in case anyone gets upset, <laughs> I'm very interested. But a man has come to my house, so I have to leave soon. Uh, oh. But I want to read questions if you want. How would the how, 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 how would the sarcastic old man tell us that he was really interested in Skyrim, but would like to cut us short? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <gasps> oh, oh, wowie, wow. Wow, 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 wow. What a great sounding fantasy game. I love orcs and goblins just like you, boys and girls. He's something like that. Yeah. He's yeah. like getting closer to death every time we hear him, I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a man at my door. That's part of my problem. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm distracted. Do you get you guys want to? Uh, you guys want yeah, to I mean, I've, I've actually got to run out and get. Um, yeah. I say run more like fat wobbly out of the door and um, get Metal Gear Solid HD to review. Oh yeah. Konami let's can't do, be trusted. Let's do five questions. Come okay. on, they'll be easy ones. Let's do it. Because two people ask the same question. Addison Langford, who uh, hosts the Pocket Toyed podcast very fine person i know that person supposed to be on that it just never happens and tom purdy both asked which 90s animated series was our favorite tom purdy specifically asked batman spider-man or x-men uh is batman is tom purdy these good people as well yeah very nice question from two great people yes indeed uh, oh, that is a tough one because I love everything from the nineties. Yeah, as, 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 I was really uh, into um, Animaniacs mm. and well, they, Danger Mouse. Oh, really? Danger Mouse, yeah. I think, was eighties too, but it didn't air oh, in the United it? States. It aired. I on watched it when I was like six, which I think would have been like ninety-one. I, yeah. It might have still been airing at that time. Those are reruns, I think. But sure, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. So you went for uh, Animaniacs and Danger Mouse. It's a good pick. Uh, so uh, like Jim. It. Yeah, I know. It's all right. We can talk about it again later. Jim? Uh, oh, God. Um, there were so many. Uh, I mean, Ren and Stimpy was a one that I really liked uh, back in the mm. day. Uh, Beavis and Butthead. Mm. Was, uh, which the 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 new episodes they brought out the new mm-hmm. the new series is su- held up really well I thought I've actually I've heard, heard it's it really good. of that yeah, it yeah. was it was quite funny it was um 
they didn't do what like they did with Ren and Stimpy when they brought them back and tried to reboot anything. It was just it was literally the exact same they've always been. Uh, which you know I know that people who don't like Modern Warfare three wouldn't be a fan of that, but some of us do like it. Stuff that's good, yeah. Stuff that's good and stays <laughs> good, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say Duckula, but that was 80s as well, it turns out. Oh, Count Duckula. I really enjoyed that show. <laughs> I've heard of that one. Duckula. It's, a, it's by the creators of Danger Mouse, Tara, so I think you would enjoy it. Because Duckula was... Is uh, there anything like Darkwing Duck? Uh, not really. Mm, not really, no. Duckula was actually was a villain a in Danger Mouse. He was a, oh, that's right. It was a spinoff, wasn't it? And they made a spinoff about basically a vegetarian vampire duck who lives in a... <laughs> Transylvanian castle with a vulture who wants him to be a real vampire and his uh, senile nanny and had some good uh, British comedians doing all the voices and was just a, a very fun show and had like an awesome theme tune so yeah um, Trapdoor that might be 80s that might let me check <laughs> I don't know what you that know is what's a really good one does it have to be like a kids show no, no. the critic was in the 90s oh okay. yeah I still think about the time on the critic that Orson Welles said. Yes, the rosebud. Green penis. Says green penis about um, I I think uh, green giant sugar snap peas filled with green penis. Then he feels really bad about it. I feel that way a lot in life. Um, Um, There was a cartoon show that just went Spartacus. Spartacus! I have no idea what it is. If one of the listeners can help me with that. So, what's that one? Spartacus, I think. But the, there was a... I want to, I want to see if it was the 90s or not. Trapdoor? You're still looking into that? No, it turns out that was... I I gotta pee. I'll be right back. Pretty much, like, the thing about the 90s is a lot of it was just made up of reruns of the 80s. It's, <laughs> well, get, Cable like, first getting started... Yeah. And- like we have all these. We have a channel, but we don't have any shows. So they just buy Count Duckula and Maya the Bee. Well, Remember that? That's a, watched, that sounds like the best. I watched a hell of a lot of Maya the Bee. I wanted point. to bring up the new Adventures of He Man just to be obscure, but that was <laughs> 1989 to 1992, which I guess counts. Um, you ever see the new Adventures of He Man? I sure did. He had short hair. And it was kind of... That's yeah. what people want Legend of Zelda to be now. They're like, yeah. put it in the future. Put him on the moon. But give him a Skeletor later. was like... They they gave Skeletor this kind of refined, posh mm. voice. And he was almost like this Tim Curry <laughs> character. That um, good. I don't and that. it was awesome. It was actually like... I mean, obviously I get that the, the original Skeletor is kind of iconic. But as an actual villain, as an actual character with some actual personality, the uh, Skeletor from the future in New Adventures was uh, really cool. Like, it was really a likable character. I really liked him. That's when I was uh, planning on being a professional animator, so I was always getting mad if a show didn't have good enough animation. That show made me mad. It wasn't wasn't <laughs> as good as the original He-Man. I get to take it all personal. Uh, a guy named Tim O'Neill wants to know, is Jim Sterling real? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, basically, question, it's basically Jonathan Holmes just putting on a voice. <laughs> People think you you are so beyond anything they experience <laughs> in real life, Jim, that they really wonder like, is everything he said scripted by like a team of twenty guys and it's, was yeah. you know, hired 
actor. I mean, you really are. I don't know anyone else even vaguely like you. And I've been on a reality TV show. I've worked in a psychiatric hospital. I work for Destructoid. I've been to E3 several times. I don't know anyone like you. And all the people <laughs> are very Like a British person? person? No, I know. My uncle's British. He talks like Boris Karloff. I know tons of British people. Uh, but I don't know anyone quite like Jim Sterling. Not even close, actually. So people are going to wonder if you're real or if it's all just a put on. And that's been. There are so many theories and things written about me. It's fucking stupid. It's theories? like, please, like, <laughs> armchair psychologists trying to understand how I think and fucking people writing huge essays on me. And some. I mean, this goes for the people that say nice things about me as well as bad things about me. I'm not that interesting, really. The community blog about you recently. Um, I'm trying to remember who wrote it. Atlas is his, in his name, but that's not his full detoid name. Oh, I'm blinking. And it was uh, Jim Sterling about Jim Sterling, Jim Sterling, I think it was called. And he actually made a graph about how many more comments and how much uh, more activity a C blog will get if it's about you as opposed to if it's about anything else. And if, you, even if they just throw in your name for no reason, it'll get 64 yeah, comments. I don't well. understand. You are really phenomenal, don't. sir. It's like, I'm worried that if I did try and understand, I'd get too big an ego. Sure. And I'm not saying I don't have one. I'm a writer on the internet, um, and I expect to get money for my opinion about video games. So there's got to be some level of arrogance there. <laughs> but I don't know. I've got to, I always try and make sure that I remain confused and scared by this. Yeah. Thing. Well, you won't be as interesting if you thought you, if you were on to your own. Uh, technique. If you figured yourself out too much, then you would be poisoned by it. Kind of like how um, a good rock and roll band, their second album often sucks because they think they figured out what's good about them and they try to replicate it. <sighs> and they just water themselves down by accident. And no. you're far from watered why down. Is that happens? Well, that's one of the theories. One of the, uh, I thought it was theories. always because people pressured them to get poppy or something. Mm. Well, it doesn't always. They don't always get too poppy. Sometimes they do. Yeah, though. I guess not all bands are like that. I know there's yeah. uh, like a couple of comedians in Britain who I used to be a huge fan of, um, David Williams and Matt Lucas, and I'm still, you know, I still respect them. But they did a sketch show called Little Britain that was fantastic, and then they seemed to get drunk off their own hype and just started like redoing the same jokes but louder, um, and it really ruined the season. Um, so I don't. I don't want to end up like like that. I don't want to do like a Modern Warfare 3 review, but this time in all caps. Um, I'd rather remain surprised by what goes on. But it is weird. It is weird that people think I'm some creation or some... Well, you're when you're that unique... Thing. I mean, unique, you're not supposed to say that unique. But you are wholly unique, in my opinion, Jim. I should move on to another question, though. That was two we did. Uh, now for Terra... Ben uh, Nobes, I think you pronounce it. Um, I'm sorry, Ben. I probably pronounced that wrong. Ask Tara Long what's the longest thing she has ever seen is. Tara? Uh, the longest seen? thing I have ever seen. Oh, I don't uh. know if I can talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen a, a thing like that? Oh, yeah. I hope we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe we are. Talking uh, about we're talking about French breadsticks, right? Right. Yeah, from Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, they, they got, they got some was, big ass breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard long and skinny breadsticks are not always 
as good going down. Oh, they're good. They're That's crispy. The thing is, it's, it's harder to get down the gullet. I know, because I eat a lot of breadsticks. <laughs> I did not know that about you. But in terms of because they're crispy. Um... <laughs> All right. Question answered. You clench your left fist. Let me put it that way. Say that again? It, it helps. You, you, you never heard that before? That you can um, get rid of your gag reflex by clenching your l- left fist? That hasn't come up yet. Google no, it. No. <laughs> well, I, I haven't Hang had on. to deal with my gag reflex. Hang on. Hang on. I've, got, I've, got, I've got a fist and I have got a toy toucan. Where's your uh, Saints Row dildo? Oh, that's actually... I wouldn't even... That's too thick. Nope. Let me try this. Uh, it would be the perfect test. Uh. <laughs> Clench your left fix, huh? Ah, yes. ah. Fist, not your fix. Yes. That doesn't work. I, I was almost sick on my stuffed toucan's beak. <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I have got, to move I've on, though. I feel bad. fluff in my mouth. <laughs> I have this mine this one might be too hard, but we can try to do it. Uh this is from Vlad Zhao. Zao. <laughs> you said too hard. <laughs> Good guy. Uh, Coming you... Phallus. <laughs> That's a new first name. Uh Coming Phallus. It's a Metal Gear Solid boss. <laughs> I am coming phallus, solid snake. Uh. <laughs> they could probably get away with that, too. Yeah. He wants to know, what do you guys think would be uh, should be done next with the Skylanders idea? Which I think he means the little toys. Uh, uh, they should give me some of the play sets. Yeah, shouldn't they? If they did, <laughs> yes. you could just uh, talk about them on a video or something, and then they'd make money. Uh, he wants to know, should there be a Marvel version? Or for Jim, do you think, would you play an alien version of the Skylanders, where you have to put little toys there? <laughs> and... Yes. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about, Tara? The game? Yeah, you buy- yeah, where you plug the USB thing in. Yeah, that's right. It's like a USB plushie. Yeah. Skylanders. Mm. Um, I don't think so. I don't think that should happen again. What <laughs> if they did Jersey Shore? You mean like with terrifying Jersey Shore puppets? Yeah, and you get to inhabit their world and interact with them. And I don't like having problems. weird dolls in my house, Jonathan Holmes. Well, that makes us different. Because at, at night, all those things come alive, and then they watch <laughs> you when you sleep. And I don't want stuffed members of the Jersey Shore watching me when I sleep. Fair enough. So you don't want it to happen at all. I would want no. Mega Man. Just give me a Mega Man Skylanders thing and make the game actually fun to play, which I think they could do. And uh, I think that would really galvanate the Mega Man. Galvanize, I mean, the Mega Man fan base and make everyone happy. You just said life. the word Mega Man. You're such a troll. <laughs> I'm such what now? You're such a troll. Any, anybody who ever says the word Mega Man is now officially a troll. What if you call? Uh, what if you pronounce it Megaman? <laughs> then you are on notice. <laughs> For some reason, I'm sure that I was going to make a show about a guy named Hank Spiderman, but I can't remember. <laughs> if that's true. No, people say Andy, my friend Andy, and video producer is here. We have to talk about video stuff because talking to women about video games, the finale is coming up. That. Tara is why I'm not doing a Modern Warfare episode. Because we already shot the finale and we have to edit it and then we're going to take a little break and try to 
make the show actually a thing we can keep doing, which hopefully we'll be able to do. Things are actually looking pretty bright on that front, but it's going to take some management and phone calls and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Jim, someone named Robert Beach wants to know, he says, not to be a dick, but why does Jim live in Mississippi? Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) He wants you to feel better, Tara. Yeah, this Mississippi, do you like it there, Jim? Um... Yeah, I feel better, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you sound I, better. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything because I always sound insincere and horrible, but no, I feel better. Yeah. Thank you. I, I feel better today. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Fucking sort I'm sorry, it out. I'll feel better. <laughs> um, what's going on? Oh, Mississippi, Jesus. Uh, why? I don't know. I'm I asking myself every day lately. I, don't know, I had to fucking rip a, a leaflet that had been stuck on my front door of uh, a vote yes on Prop 26, which... Have you, have you heard of Prop 26? Uh, nope. Is it, it good? Oh, this is fun. This is a new thing set up by a bunch of people. I just want to point out that there's one woman on this group of people that come up with the board, uh, the idea. I think it's like 90% men. Uh, they want a um, a human life to be considered a human life. Literally the moment a sperm says hello to an egg. Um, yeah. I actually I got angry at a woman once, fakely. I, hopefully she knew I was joking. I was like, Had, did, are you sexually active right now? She's like, no. <laughs> like, that is terrible. How could you do that to your child? She's like, what? <laughs> like, you haven't tried oh, to keep one? Son of a bitch. Yeah, because they take it so far that it's actually, they'll get angry at things, uh, angry at you for things you actually... Just anything that could potentially lead to a human life. If you don't do it, it is murder. Um, But, I mean, (laughs) the the upshot of this is, like, you know, people who have had miscarriages, literally, their cunts can be considered crime scenes. And I say that... Oh. I say that facetiously, but that is actually what we're looking at here. Like a miscarriage would be a suspicious. It would be a you know you 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 wouldn't be able to rule out murder, if, no matter what point of the pregnancy you're in. Um, interestingly, one of the guys who's really pushing for it, he he's had children thanks to like um, in, I, I guess in, in vitro fertilization or something like that. Um, the law, the proposition would actually stop that from happening. You wouldn't be able to get, like, it'd be incredibly difficult to have a kid that way. And they said to him, they said to this guy, it's like, dude, you got your kids this way. It's a little unfair that you've got your children and now you're trying to make it incredibly difficult for others to have the same rights to have children that way. And do you know what he said? What's that? He said, nothing's fair and then walked out. Wow. <laughs> Which just kind of sets up how people think around here. This whole "I'm okay for now, fuck everyone else," and it's wow. Yeah. Sorry, I I I know people don't like it when stuff gets political in in, in a video game podcast, but it really. I heard doesn't. I heard a quote like that recently, actually, from some. I think I saw it on Reddit or something. Some some interview with a woman who was like lobbying for like marijuana criminalization and stuff and and I th- maybe it was John Stewart or somebody famous asked her like like why are you doing this like when tobacco and alcohol are both way more dangerous and she's like because her response was just like because it is the way it is something just like something that a mother <laughs> tells their 2-year-old child yeah. when they 
Ask why they can't have candy. At least people don't really have... They know that the reasons they've got are personal and mean nothing to nobody, so they know they can't really say what they what they think so they have they have to just brush it off and say fuck it i'm doing it anyway which uh sadly is 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 turning into the american way um but that's the way yeah i you bought a house so you have to live there for now uh at least at least until um the boy's grown up sure Uh, and then i'm getting the fuck out (laughs) <laughs> well when the housing market gets better yeah i mean at the, at the end of the day it's like i can ignore most of what goes on around here um the cost of living is very low sure and i earn a pretty decent wage so it goes very far yeah so i live pretty well um why i moved here um, was a simple case of this is where my wife lives and she's mm. got a family here and a job that she couldn't move around whereas i can do my job from almost anywhere in the world um so it just made sense to move here uh, for love, you did it for love. But yeah, and it's made immigration pretty easy because uh, you move from London to Mississippi. Uh, that's not a green card marriage. That's <laughs> that has to be a sort of genuine thing because nobody's going to do that. Like if I, if I went to New York or San Francisco, then you know, right. people might be suspicious. Be suspicious. Like, sure. Dude, if you're moving to Mississippi, you deserve the green card. Here, have it <laughs> and have a dollar as well. I feel sorry. <laughs> Well, I'm going to do the last two questions because okay. I have to go, and I think we all have to go. It's a great podcast, though. I've been a little bit out of it. I've only been sleeping like three hours a night, so I apologize if I was out of it this week, guys. Um, Phil Welsh wants Jim to know that uh, – Phil Welsh says, tell Jim I want to touch his belly. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Just tell him. So that's cute. He likes you, Jim. And Librarian Mike asks me – if I were making a social work game, what would it be like? It would be exactly like Let's Catch by Yuji Naka, which is available on WeWare service as we speak. You should buy it. It is the but social work game. you could like game. play with your friend, your real friends. All uh, uh, wait. Let's catch. Would it let's be? Catch. Would it be basically using motion controls to mime like grabbing the poo that the retards are throwing at you? <laughs> no. Let's catch. Uh, people think it's a game about catch. And it is, but uh, underneath that, it's about... Oh, there's so much more. Yeah, man, it's great. I mean, that's just the catch element, but we need to talk about the let's part. (laughs) (laughs) It's a game. Well, when you play catch with people, you usually talk to them, or else you don't enjoy it. And it's all about talking to the different characters in the let's catch world and helping them with their problems. I really love that game. That's what I... Christ. It's very, it's it's very nice, Christ. It's very sweet. You'd enjoy it, Jonathan Holmes. It's nice. It's I might I like actually uh, Eugene Arcus stuff. You should play if you give me your Wii code and whatever. I will mail you that game any day of the week. I like Let's Tap. That just they were kind of they were produced at the same time by the same people. Tap, tap, tap. <laughs> See, I, I, I can play video that, games. I? I think I reviewed Let's Tap. I think I? you might have done. I uh, know I bought it. Uh, all right, I guess I have to wrap up. Sorry, dudes. Hey, we got a... I got a... You got a Metal yeah, Gear to buy. To solid. I got to finish uh, uh-huh. Skyrim Sword. Tara's got to play more Skyrim. We've all got important stuff to do for the, mm-hmm. the, the readers. Destructoid. Yeah. Yeah. So how do, we, how do we close the show? Oh yeah, I've got to say goodbye, and I, I, I yeah. sometimes forget that I've got things to do in my life. <laughs> um, we should plug our Podtoid app. 
We should plug our Poltoid app, please. Buy it, please. Um, I've heard reports that people have um, had trouble accessing it. I had a guy said he bought it, and then it said it wasn't accessible. Uh, as far as we know, there are no actual known issues, but if you can like email support at destructoid.com, um, you know, get them to look into it. Uh, and and because I've notified Nero, so there's nothing I can do. Like I've had people complain to me. It's like I'm I I just talk in a microphone. I can't really. I don't know what's going on. So yeah. just email support and, and let them know if you've got a problem. Um, if not, two bucks. It's an Android app. Uh, listen to Podtoid on it for a bit <laughs> and helps us out and, and, and stuff. And, and keep writing people reviews on iTunes, please. People want it on iOS. Uh, so if anyone listening just wants to make it for us, please do. I'll that, actually I'll have a word with Nero see why see what the barriers are there. Like I'm sure there's just no one to just make one. So please make one. Just go ahead. Well I don't want to I don't want to solicit that in case anything oh, is happening. I what I meant know. to say is don't. Yeah, if you never do it. it. <laughs> never. because <laughs> um, I I don't know what the ins and outs of that. But um, what the hell is going on out there? Um but yeah, so you know, write reviews on iTunes. It helps us out, and, and by the Android app, and catch Tara Long and Max, who's usually with us on Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Destructoid Show via Rev Three and YouTube. Uh, Jonathan Holmes has a show, uh, the finale this week, talking to women about video games on Destructoid.com. Uh, it's actually re- ne- oh, the oh, ne- finale's next, next week. week. Yeah. The, yeah, finale. Next week. the finale. I think. Yeah, it's alright. Okay, sorry. the finale's next week. Um, oh, what else is happening? Uh, Modern Warfare uh, 3 reviews on Destructor.com right now. Uh, go read it. It's not controversial. Uh, Skyrim reviews coming this week. Saints Row uh, the Third reviews coming this week. Super Mario Land 3D is coming this week. And um, as soon as uh, it's ready, we will have Skyward Sword as well. So that's a lot of shit to do. Uh, We're also having a special Skyrim and Saints Row reviews on our show this week as well. The Detroit oh, yeah, that's right. having their own yeah. reviews of it. So check all that stuff out. That's a lot of content. Um... And yeah, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, and, and all of the fun. So, see you next week, I guess. Bye. 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 <laughs>